0: Thank you for joining us today. For more information about the church, campus locations, service times, and more, visit echoeygt.com. Also, stay in touch with us on social media by liking us on Facebook and following us on Instagram, at echoeygt. Now let's repair our hearts as we go into the message. It is so good to see you today in the house of the Lord and those who have joined us by live stream. Thank you for inviting us into your home. Today, I want to deal with the passage of Scripture that is talking about a famine. In the middle of that famine, there is conflict. But what you find at the end of the story is there is blessing. What a relevant message for us today. A message talking about a challenge before us and then contention. But in the middle of the contention, there's victory. See, there is victory even in famine. There are blessings even in lack. You know what makes the difference? The favor of God. See, you entered into the favor of God the moment you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. You accepted the free gift of salvation. You believed in Christ, and your life has been changed, and you have entered into the favor of the Lord. I want to remind you today, you are favored of God. Take your Bible with me, and I trust you do bring your Bible with you, whether in digital form or a physical Bible. Turn with me to the book of Genesis, chapter 26. Today, we're going to deal with the whole chapter of 26, but we're going to begin reading the first six verses. Verses one through six in the New Living Translation, it opens and says, a severe famine now struck the land. Notice the language, a severe famine struck the land as had happened before in Abraham's time. So Isaac moved to Gerar where Abimelech, king of the Philistines, lived. And the Lord appeared to Isaac and said, How many are looking for the word of the Lord, even in the midst of a famine? Amen. The Lord appeared to Isaac and said, do not go down to Egypt, but do as I tell you. You desire the blessings of God, do as God tells you. You desire to continue to walk in the favor of God, walk in obedience to the word of God of god do as i tell you live here as a foreigner in this land and i will be with you and bless you i hereby confirm that i will give all these lands to you and your descendants just as i solemnly promised abraham your father I will cause your descendants to become as numerous as the stars of the sky. And I will give them all these lands. And through your descendants, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. I will do this because Abraham listened to me and obeyed all my requirements, commands, decrees, and instructions. Notice the emphasis on obedience. I will do this because your father, Abraham, listened to me, obeyed all my requirements, commands, decrees, and instructions. Verse 6, it's important. So Isaac stayed in Gerar. You received your notes when you came in. Notice the first thing we're going to talk about is a famine. And chapter 26 opens with the with a descriptive word, a severe famine now struck the land. Write that word, severe. Severe famine. Now, as you study the word of God and you know uh, historical archaeology and you know church history, Palestine was subject to drought and famine. One theologian writes, just like his father before him, Isaac pulled up stakes with the intention of going down into Egypt. He was headed to Egypt because of the water source, the Nile River. But on his way, he passed through Gerar, where his father had had an earlier infamous encounter with King Abimelech. Now, let's take a moment and talk about a famine. Let's talk about what a famine is. A famine is a time of drought. A famine leads to lack. A famine leads to a time of financial uncertainty and often brings hardship. You could say that we are in a famine. You know something about a financial setback and uncertainty. See, in biblical times, it was not uncommon for those who made their living in agricultural to to make moves to search for relief when hardship happened. Now, we know a little bit about famines in the word of God. Because the word of God has dealt with this subject many times. The Lord often manifested his power in the midst of lack. Did you hear me? God will often manifest his power in the midst of lack. How many are looking for God to manifest his power in these days? How many are looking for God to do something great? And there's no better time than in the middle of COVID-19. There's no better time for God to manifest his power than in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of a famine. Church, I'm here to tell you, I believe God's going to show up and God's going to declare his glory. And there's going to be miracles for your family in this next season. I want to encourage you, don't just limp through the rest of 2020. (laughs) In the last two months of 2020, won't we walk through with faith? Won't we walk through declaring the blessings of God? Won't we walk through looking forward to what God is going to do? I believe that he's going to manifest his glory in 2020. If you believe it, say amen. Under be right this, the promise. Verse 2, it says, The Lord appeared to Isaac and said, Do not go down to Egypt, but do as I tell you. Live as a foreigner in this land, and I will be with you and bless you. It was while Isaac was walking through a famine that the promise of the Lord came to him. It was when he was walking through a trying Time. It was when he was walking through a hardship that God began to speak to him. Our God is a God of revelation. He is a God who is constantly disclosing himself to people who are hungry. And church, I believe that even in the midst of a famine, God's going to reveal something to his church today. It was while he was in Gerar that Isaac had a visitation from the Lord. Let me give you an important thought. Even though you may be walking through a famine, God can and still reveal himself to you. Even though you're walking through a time of lack in the economy, even though you're walking through a time of uncertainty in the world, God can still manifest his glory to you. Now notice what the Lord said. He said, I will be with you. In church, there is no greater promise than the Lord's presence to be with us. You might be in a trial, but the Lord says, I am with you. You may be experiencing a famine, but the Lord says, I am here. You may be going through a season where it is setback after setback, but the Lord said, I will be with you. Isaac, he had watched his father be blessed by God. Isaac had been witness to all that God had done for his father, Abraham. And no doubt, Isaac had heard his father Abraham talk about the encounters that he had with God. Theologians tell us that Abraham had been dead for about five years now. He had been gone for five years and a famine hit. Isaac had to have an encounter for himself. Now church, I am thankful for my Christian heritage. I am thankful for being raised in the house of God from the moment I took my first breath. I'm thankful for being raised in a Pentecostal home. I'm thankful for being raised in a God-fearing home. I'm thankful for Jack C. Howell Sr. and the life that he lived and the encounters that I saw that he had with God Almighty. But there came a time in my life where I had to have an encounter for myself. Church, I am thankful for yesterday, but I need an encounter today. I'm thankful for the heritage that you have. I'm thankful for how God has blessed your family. But there comes a time in your life when you got to get down to business with God and you got to know him for yourself. You have to experience him for yourself. You have to encounter him for your family. How many are ready for an encounter with God? The good news is this. God will reveal himself to you. I love James writing in his letter. Chapter 4, verse 7 and 8. James says, so humble yourselves before God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come close to God and God will will come close to you. That promise is still true today. Resist the devil, he'll flee. Come close to God, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Now notice the promise. The promise came in the middle of the famine. He said, I will bless you. The promise is, Even though there is a famine going on. Even though there is lack of water and resources. Even though there is hardship all around. I will bless you. Somebody needs to get that in your spirit. Even though there's COVID-19 going on. Even though there's conflict happening. Even though there may be a lack of resources. Even though there may be a lack of income. God says, I will bless you. You. God is not a man that he should lie. If he has declared it to be so, so shall it be. And if my God has determined to bless you, who is he that can curse you? If my God has decided to give you a double portion, who is he to hinder that double portion? So go ahead and praise him. Go ahead and worship him. Go ahead and claim it. Go ahead and declare it. My God is for me. In the name of Jesus, I declare a blessing over your household. I declare a blessing over your fields. I declare a harvest is coming your way. Now, the promise required two things. The promises of God always require something from us. Obedience is what God wants. Obedience to his commands are always essential to experiencing the blessings of the Lord. Specifically specifically for Isaac, the command was this, do not go down to Egypt. Now this is different than when his father went to Egypt, when famine hit before. Abraham went down to Egypt, and undoubtedly this is where Isaac was headed, and to the Lord interrupted his plans. Now, church, I want to observe a couple of things. First of all, Isaac had a plan. <laughs> you need to have a plan. Some of you have stopped dreaming, Some of you have stopped planning, Keep planning, keep dreaming, but allow God to interrupt your plans. <laughs> Woo, come on, that's shouting ground there. Keep planning, keep dreaming. Keep strategizing, but give room for God to interrupt your plan because God's got something for you. One theologian writes this The Lord told Isaac, Do not go down to Egypt. The command to forego going down to Egypt was a substantial test of Isaac's faith because the famine was regional. And it therefore included Gerar. Humanly speaking, to obey by staying in Gerar in time of famine was to court catastrophe. Isaac was trying to get out of the famine. He was trying to get out of the hardship. But the Lord said, don't go down to Egypt. Stay in Gerar. Mm, Some of you need to hear that we're looking for an escape route. (laughs) We're looking to get out of. uh, And God says there's a blessing for you in. There's a blessing for you where you are. See, sometimes we miss the thing that God wants to do because we're always searching for a way out. I'm here to tell you God can manifest his glory while you're walking through it, while you're experiencing, while you're going through that painful thing, while you're going through that heartbreak, while you're going through that disappointment. God can reveal himself and do something powerful for you. Don't go down to Egypt, he said. And the second command was this, live as a foreigner in this land. Isaac was called to live as an alien, devoid of legal status, and totally dependent on the goodwill of the community around him. And if he did, God said that he would be especially good to him and that he would bless him. The word of God was explicit. Look at verse three, live here as a foreigner in this land. I will be with you and bless you and hereby confirm that I will give all these lands to you, your descendants, just as I promised Abraham, your father. As Isaac is having this experience with the Lord, God sets his father Abraham as an example before him. Notice the infances in the biblical record upon obedience. Throughout the word of God, when the promises are given, they are tied to obedience. Not just obedience when it's convenient, but more importantly, obedience when it's not convenient. Now I'm gonna be honest and I think you would concur it's easy to worship God when everything's going well, when your job's not in jeopardy and your bank account's looking pretty good. It's easy to come in here and worship God when there's no restrictions. It's easy to join us live stream when everything is going good in your life and it's easy around you. But when it becomes difficult, when it becomes hard, that's where it's important to be obedient to the things of God. That's That's when it's important. It's when your flesh doesn't want to. When your flesh doesn't think it's convenient. That's the time you need to sacrifice. That's the time you need to obey. Because God's got something in store for you. Notice verse 5. I will do this because Abraham listened to me and obeyed all my requirements, commands, decrees, and instructions. Write this under D. It's very important. This is a key. Isaac stayed. Mm. Isaac stayed. Verse 6. So Isaac stayed in Gerar. Sometimes the best thing you can do is simply be still. Sometimes the best thing you can do is stay put. Stay where God has planted you. Stay where God has determined to bless you. Stay where God has placed you. The safest place for Isaac to weather the storm was right in the middle of the storm. The safest place for Isaac to weather the famine was right in the middle of the famine. See, Egypt represented a place that the famine had not reached. It represented a place where there was plenty of water because the Nile River was there. In the natural mind, it made sense to go down to Egypt. But God wanted to manifest his glory. God wanted to manifest his miracle working power, So in the middle of the famine is where God called Isaac to be. And church, right now, our world is thrown into chaos. Our world is thrown into a famine, if you would. There's no running. There's no hiding. So go ahead and stay where God has planted you. Because there is a miracle awaiting you. The safest place was Isaac was in Gerar, right in the middle of the famine. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, the safest place for you is right where you are. God's not finished. God's not through. It's not over. (laughs) The Lord told Isaac, do not go down to Egypt. So Isaac stayed in Gerar. It may not have made sense in man's economy, but it totally made sense in God's economy. And I remind you, you are called to walk by faith. You are called to live by God's economy and not man's. And sometimes it may not make sense in the natural. Why? Because you're a spiritual man. You're not called to live according to the natural man. God's called you to come out and to be separate. He's called you to be a light shining in the darkness. He's called you to be a spiritual man. And as you live spiritually, it may not make sense to those around you. But hear me, you're not living for their applause. You're looking for heaven's applause. Walk by faith. To me, this is one of the most powerful statements in chapter 26, Isaac stayed in Gerar. Which brings me to the second point. Plant where God has called you. Plant where God has called you. Go down to verse 12, if you would. Mm. When Isaac planted his crops that year. (laughs) There's a famine going on, mind you. There's a drought taking place, mind you. What does it take for a crop to survive? It takes water. But but guess what? Isaac is planting, Isaac is keeping doing what he knows he must do. In that year of a famine, in that year of of a severe famine, he didn't sit back and wait. He didn't sit back and do anything. He didn't sit back and wait till it's over with. He kept planting. And church, it's important that you and I keep planting. It's important that you and I, if we expect a harvest to come, then we got to have some seed in the ground. I know there's a famine. I know there's hardship. I know there's difficulty all around you. But the moment I put seed in the ground is the moment that God can bring a harvest to my life. The temptation today, the temptation of COVID-19 is to hold on to everything you have and not to live by God's economy. God set a law into existence at the very beginning of time. Seed will produce after its kind. So this is not the time to stop planting. It's the time to keep planting. So when Isaac planted his crops, some of you have stopped planting. I'm here to encourage you. Get off the sideline. Serve the kingdom of God and plant your seed. Because look what happened. He harvested a hundred times more grain Then he planted. You know, it's not uncommon for you to harvest some 20, 30, 60, 70, maybe even 80 fold. But nowhere in context did a patriarch ever plant something and a hundred fold come. You can't explain that except the favor of God. You cannot explain that except the goodness of God. And church, I pray that there are some things happening to us today that you cannot explain except the goodness of God, except the favor of God, except the faithfulness of God. Our world needs to see it's not by mind nor by power, but it's by the spirit of the living God. He's called you to plan in the middle of a famine. Why? Because you're favored even in the famine. So plant. For the Lord blessed him. Say that with me. For the Lord blessed him. Say it one more time. For the Lord blessed him. Say it again. For the Lord blessed him. There is still work to do. When Isaac planted his crops that year, the emphasis He planted in that season, in that moment, in that famine. My observation is, even though Isaac had the promise of God's presence and the promise of God's blessing, he still had to put some seed in the ground. This is not the time to live on reserve. This is the time to go all in. You say, well, I'm favored, I'm blessed. Yes, you are. But it doesn't mean you got to stop planning. You're blessed, you're favored because you keep doing the things God's called you to do. I know, humanly speaking, it doesn't make sense to be an entrepreneur and open a new business, but God has told somebody, it's it's time for you to step out. And you've been fearful, you've been concerned, but the Holy Spirit says at this moment, this is your season, this is your time. So I don't know who that's for, I don't know who God is speaking to, but I know this, that when God puts something in your heart, you need to do it. It might not make sense in the natural, but God didn't call you you to live in the natural god's called you to live in the supernatural god's going to bless what you put your hands to can somebody say amen? amen a great question to ask ourselves today is what seed am i putting in the ground if you want to harvest you still have to plant the seed even in famine you say well yesterday We had a good day. We successfully did a fall festival. No, I submit to you, we were planting seed yesterday. You say, well, yesterday was a great day. We gave away boxes of food. I say, no, I would submit to you, they were putting seed in the ground. Listen, every time you get up in the morning and you say, thank you, Lord, you're putting seed in the ground. Every time you get up and go to work, when others are telling you to stay home, what are you doing? You're putting seed in the ground. Every time you offer that sacrifice of praise, when everything in your life is going wrong, you are planting seed. Every time you're kind, every time you're generous, every time you give unto others, you're planting seed in the ground and my word tells me God's word says if you plant seed a harvest is going to come Will somebody giving praise begin to see your activity as sowing seed and every time you do something say Lord I'm putting seed in the ground there's a famine around when others are doing nothing I'm planting seed I'm planting seed with the words I speak. I'm planting seeds with the actions I do. I'm planting seed. John 12, 24, Jesus said, I tell you the truth, unless a kernel kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone. But its death will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new lives. We have seed, and as long as we hold on to that seed, guess what? It abides alone, but the moment you plant that seed, the moment you release that seed, a process begins to happen. It dies, but the Lord brings the harvest. Write this under B a hundred times. Ooh, I love this. When Isaac planted his crops that year, he harvested a hundred times more than he planted. Tell me my God isn't good. Look at the favor of God. Church, I remind you, there is a harvest in your future. I believe the Lord is going to give some of you a hundred times more than you planted. What are you waiting on? Get seed in the ground. Your actions today matter. One theologian writes this, Isaac and his neighbors had access to the same soil. They depended on the same sunshine and rain, but Isaac's harvests were greater than theirs, and his flocks and herds multiplied more abundantly. What was the secret? They asked. God kept his promise and blessed Isaac and all that he did. You're planting in the same soil as everybody else. You're planting in the same environment that everybody else is planting in. But hear me, the difference is the favor of God upon your life. The difference is the promise of God in your life. Verse 13 and 14, he became a very rich man His wealth continued to grow. He acquired so many flocks of sheep and goats, herds of cattle. And the servants that the Philistines became jealous of him. Can I tell you not everybody will be happy? (laughs) There's still some Philistines around. (laughs) There's still some Philistines trying to put you out, put you down, trying to conquer you. They're always mm, negative Sally. She's always around. If your name is Sally, I'm not picking on you. I was looking for a rhyme. There's always a negative Nancy around. There's always a negative somebody. There's always somebody who's gonna put you... Miss Nancy, I'm sorry. I'm not talking about you, sister. There's always somebody who's gonna tell you it can't happen. There's always somebody gonna tell you, don't you know there's a famine going on? There's always somebody gonna tell you, don't you know there's a shortage going on? There's always somebody gonna say, don't you know COVID-19 is happening? Don't you know... There's a pandemic. Oh, tell me something. God's going to bless. Get that seed in the ground. Believe and trust and walk by faith. Somebody give God praise. Not everybody's going to be happy. So what do you got to do? Third point, you got to keep pushing through. Keep pushing through. Look at verse 15. So the Philistines filled up all of Isaac's wells with dirt. (laughs) just like the enemy. He filled up Isaac's wells with dirt. These were the wells that had been dug by the servants of his father, Abraham. Finally, Abimelech ordered Isaac to leave the country. Go somewhere else, he said, for you have become too powerful for us. What a great testimony, amen? Amen. (laughs) You gotta leave, you're too blessed. Oh, I can't be your friend. You're too favored. There's too many things happening. Hear me, there's always gonna be jealousy around you. There's always gonna be somebody trying to sabotage the work of God. But you keep pushing through. You keep believing. You keep planting ground. You keep sowing seed. And guess what? The Lord is gonna favor you. God is going to protect you. There's a new level of attack. The Philistines were so upset and jealous at the blessings of Isaac that they took their attacks to another level. That's just how the enemy works. You see it happening today. They're attacking on a new level. They filled the wells with dirt. Verse 17, so Isaac moved away to Gorar Valley, where he set up their tents and settled down. I love this verse. He reopened the wells of his father that his father had dug, which the Philistine had filled in after Abraham's death. Isaac also restored the names Abraham had given them. Notice, he reopened the wells his father had dug. One theologian writes, looking at Isaac's experience from a spiritual point of view, we can learn an important lesson. In the Bible, wells sometimes symbolize blessings from the hand of the Lord. The church keeps looking for something new when all we need is to dig again the old wells of spiritual life that God's people have depended on from the beginning. Dig those wells talking about the word of God. Talking about prayer. Reopen those wells that have been filled in with dirt. Talking about faith and the power of the Holy Spirit. Sacrifice and service. Wells that we've allowed the enemy to fill up. Wherever there's been revival of spiritual power in the history of the church, it's been because somebody has dug again the old wells so that the God's life-giving spirit can be free to work. And there need to be some people today who will say, I'll reopen the wells of my father. I'll go back to the word of God. I'll go back to prayer. I'll go back to fasting until I experience the refreshing waters of the living God and somebody say amen this last fill in the blank or next to last be right this keep digging wells look at your neighbor and say neighbor keep digging your well Isaac's servants verse 19 also dug in the Gerar valley and discovered a well of fresh water but when the shepherds from Gerar came and claimed the spring this is our water they said they've argued over it, over it with Isaac's herdsmen so Isaac named the well Isaac meaning argument. This happened another time. Not only did he name that one, which means hatred, but then he came to another place, a large place, and he named it Rehoboth, means enlargement. He named it Rehoboth because Isaac finally found a place where he was left alone. And had room enough for his camp, his flocks, and his herds. And the spiritual lesson for you and I today is when hardships come, be consistent. When hardships come, keep digging wells. When hardships come, keep doing the basics the word, the worship and obedience and God will bring you to a large place, to a place of breakthrough. Church, some of you have been consistent. Some of you keep reading your word and I'm here to tell you a breakthrough is coming to your family. A breakthrough is coming to your household. God's about to bring you into a large place. It's a place of victory. It's a place of triumph. Don't give up. Don't stop. Don't be discouraged. There may be contention around you, but the favor of God is yours, and he's about to bring breakthrough for your family. Can somebody give God praise? Finally, write this, build an altar. Look at verse 23. From there, Isaac moved to Beersheba, where the Lord appeared to him on the night of his arrival. Oh, there's a visit- visitation coming. There is revelation that's going to happen. I am the Lord your God of your father Abraham. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will bless you. I will multiply your descendants, and they will become a great nation. I will do this because of my promise to Abraham, my servant. Verse 25 Then Isaac built an altar. And he worshipped. Church, don't ever stop worshipping. Don't ever stop building altars. You build an altar to worship. There's a famine going on. Nothing's changed. But Isaac is favored. And because he's walking in obedience, because he stayed, God began to bless him. The blessing does not go without conflict. People will be jealous at your success. People will be jealous at you walking in faith when they are sitting still. People will be jealous at you planting seed when they're holding on to theirs. They'll want to know why you're being blessed, and they're not. Jealousy will abound, but you keep digging wells, and you build an altar, and you worship Listen to what it says. Then Isaac built an altar there, worshiped the Lord. He set up his camp at that place, and his servants dug another well. I love that. They never stopped digging wells. There was worship going on, but they're still looking for that water. They're still looking for that artesian well. I'm here to tell you, as you worship, you keep looking for that living water God's gonna visit you he found favor the favor of God which brought the blessings of God he planted even in a famine he was blessed with a hundred times harvest he reopened the wells of his father Abraham and he dug new wells he built an altar he worshiped and he sacrificed this is not the time to hold back your worship This is the time to give God all your worship. This is not the time to hold your seed. This is the time to plant your seed. This is not the time to stop digging wells. This is the time to keep looking for the well of living water and God.